Join me as we pray this morning. Father, thank you that we can say it is well with our soul because of our relationship with you and because of your grace and because of your mercy. We welcome you into this place today. We honor you and we glorify your name. In Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good morning. I'm glad you're here this morning. It's so good to see you uh, here in our worship service. And this is your first time back uh, since last year. We welcome you and we're glad that you're here worshiping with us today. And if you are a guest, we're glad you're here as well. Thank you for uh, choosing to worship with our church family today, with this church family. And we pray that you feel God's presence, all of you, as we move through this worship service today. If you are a first-time guest, uh, I would remind you that there's a, a gift for you at the Welcome Center. Just go by, and on the uh, far end of the counter, there are bags, has a gift and some information in it. And uh, we'd also love to have a record of your visit. If you'll notice in front of you, you have these QR codes. You can take your, hold your phone up to that, uh, or your camera up to that, and it will take you to a website that will give you some uh, information about uh, news and announcements, prayer requests, uh, a digital connect card, which is our guest registration. But we're just glad you're here. Thank you for being here. And again, I pray that you feel God's presence as we worship him today. Uh, why don't you stand and greet as we've been greeting uh, throughout this thing, and then we'll join together in singing praise him, praise him. as we sing.
Thank you, and you may be seated. We are so thankful that you are here today, those of you worshiping with us here and those of you worshiping with us online. Thank you for taking time out of your day and your weekend to be in God's house. I'm excited today that today is a special day. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. But it's also special because we're honoring and recognizing our graduates of 2021. At the early service, we had two graduates that we recognized. And for this service, we have, I think, 16. And so, or 13, or 15, somewhere in there. <laughs> but I'm thankful that we are able to honor and recognize these students. What a trying and testing year it has been, especially for our seniors. And so they deserve to be recognized and honored today. And we're going to do that. I'm going to invite Leighton Levy, our student minister, if he would come up and join me. And Leighton is going to be giving you a gift on behalf of the church. And graduates, I'm going to invite you to come up on this side, and then if you would, stay here until uh, we've had an opportunity to show our love and appreciation, and Leighton is going to give a prayer over you all, a blessing over you, but I'm so thankful for these graduates, and when I call your name, if you would come, and again, Leighton will hand you a gift, Sydney Bailey. Zachary Bailey. Clark Bourne. Kennedy Bowman. Landon Thomas Good. Sarah Elizabeth Greenewald. <laughs> Jacob Wayne Kinney. Isaiah Kent Lester. 
Timothy Carson Marshall. Hannah Elizabeth Smither. Peyton Joe Sutton. Jonah D. Stevens. I don't think he's here. Tabor Jacob Valentine. Did we leave anyone out? And if, if we did, we sincerely apologize. We uh, shared the names that were given to us or turned into the office, but we do have a couple of extra gifts that we would like to share with you. But guys, congratulations. We're so proud of all of you through a very difficult season and know God has big plans for your lives. And at this time, Leighton, if you would say a prayer over these graduates. Sure, let us pray. God, thank you for this opportunity that we have to celebrate today, these graduates, and in this new and exciting season. As things begin to open up and it warms up, but more than anything, God, we come before you to submit these graduates to you. And we ask, Lord, that you would bless and protect and empower them to live a life for you. Lord, I pray that you would empower them to run to you in all seasons of life. Lord, I pray that you would help them engage in Christian community that would point them towards you. I pray that you would activate within them a desire to continue to know you. And I pray that your kingdom would be grown in and through them. And I pray that you would surround them with people who would continue to point them to you and to pray for you. We love you, we thank you, and we just praise you for the work that you're going to do in these graduates' lives. It's in Jesus' name we pray, everybody said. Amen. Let's show our love and praise. Class of 2021. Congratulations, guys. Bless you all. Thank you all. You all can return to your seats. Stand and join as we continue to lift our voices in praise together. the 
tries to roll over my bones. When sorrow tries to steal the joy I own. When brokenness and pain is all I know, I won't be shaken. I won't be shaken. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I Thank you. You may be seated. What a powerful song. I love that message. My fear doesn't stand a chance when we're standing in the great love of God. Every week there's an opportunity, if you feel led by the Holy Spirit, to come pray with us at this altar. And certainly you can pray with us at home or wherever you are. Maybe you're watching us and you're at the beach. And we're so grateful that you would just worship with us, period. But I'm so thankful that if you feel comfortable to come 
and kneel or stand at this altar. It's open for you to do so, or you can stand and pray from your seat. However the Holy Spirit leads, I invite you to come join me as we lift up our prayers together. Won't you come pray with me? May we pray. Oh God, our fear does not stand a chance when we stand in your love. And God, it's only by your grace that any of us are here today. And thank you, oh God, for your amazing grace, your mercy, your love, your forgiveness, for our salvation through Jesus. You're our only hope. And we thank you, Father, for every good and perfect gift that comes from you. Father, we thank you once again for our graduates, these beautiful gifts from you. Father, I pray as Leighton did that you would always go with these young people, that they would always keep their eyes fixed upon Jesus and know, oh God, that they will never be alone because you promised to be with them and to be with us always to the very end of the age. Father, many have come to this altar and others praying from their seats or praying God at home or wherever they may be. And some folks are hurting. Some folks are grieving. Lord, we continue to pray for Debbie Gilbert and her family and the loss of Bob, that you would give them comfort and supernatural strength. Father, we have so many that are facing surgeries Father, people waiting for test results. Lord, we pray for a good report. And we pray, God, that all the cancer is gone. Father, we just pray for families that are in divide, that need healing and reconciliation. Father, we know you can bring healing to what seems like an impossible situation. So, Father, we pray for a miracle of healing. Father, we pray for continued prayer for our nation and for our world. We need healing in our nation and world. We need unity. We need peace. We need your guidance and your wisdom because you are, again, our only hope. Lord, we just pray for this church and all the churches that your Holy Spirit would move in such a way, God, that people will want to be back in your house worshiping you, serving you, fellowshipping with other believers. So help us, oh God, as we reset and as we move forward in faith. And Lord, we just ask that your Holy Spirit would just touch hearts in this place. If there are those who have never given their heart and life to Jesus, may today be the day of salvation for someone or for many. Lord, if there's Christians that have grown cold and bitter in their heart, I pray, God, that you would melt their hearts, convict their hearts, and bring them back to you. Lord, I just pray for each and every person here that you would prepare our hearts and minds to receive a word from you. Lord, I pray that you would continue to move and speak through the musicians and instrumentalists and 
Father, that you would speak through your word and through your servant. And I pray, God, that when I am weak, that I would be strong in and through Christ. Father, we just love you and we give you all praise and glory in the strong and holy and powerful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, I was thinking before reading the passage of Scripture as I looked at these graduates, I remember many of them uh, standing on the platform with their parents when we dedicated them at baby dedication. And to see how time has flown by, you know, it's amazing to see how Quickly, they have grown up and ready for a new chapter in their lives, but uh, it was a wonderful, wonderful gift to see all of you all up here today, and we pray God's best for you. Verse 8 of Matthew chapter 5, blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. This is the word of the Lord, and blessed be the name of the Lord.
Thank you, choir and ladies, for that powerful message and song. And we do crown him Lord of all. So grateful that you're here worshiping with us. I thought it would be appropriate today that I would share some quotes from some famous people uh, for our graduates. These were quotes given to encourage graduates upon their graduation. If they can make penicillin out of molded bread, they can sure make something out of you. That's Muhammad Ali. Every year, many, many stupid people graduate from college, and if they can do it, so can you. That was John Green. The Lord gave us two ends, one to set on and the other to think with. Success depends on which one we use the most. Ann Landers. I mean, we all fly. Once you leave the ground, you fly. Some people fly longer than others. Michael Jordan. He could say that. The best advice I can give anybody about going out into the world is this. Don't do it. I've been out there. It is a mess. Russell Baker, I know some of y'all thought I was going to say Rodney Dangerfield said that, but that's not who said it. To those who received honors, awards, and distinctions, I say, well done. And to the C students, I say you too may one day be the President of the United States, George W. Bush. <laughs> Try putting your iPhone down every once in a while and look at people's faces. People's faces will tell you amazing things. Amy Poehler. And lastly, as you set off into the world, don't be afraid to question your leaders. But don't ask too many questions at one time or that are too hard because your leaders get tired and or cranky, Will Ferrell. That's it. <laughs> These quotes were given to bring encouragement to graduates and the class of 2021, as I already shared, has certainly been through a trying, trying year. I mean, graduation and life itself is stressful, but when you add a worldwide pandemic to the mix, it's been a very challenging and difficult year. I love what one of the local news stations had in their salute to seniors. It said, you've overcome obstacles. You've made sacrifices. Now it's your time to shine. And I pray that through God's grace that we all can thrive and shine through this dark season. But in our scripture passage today, we see Jesus giving what is kind of like a graduation address. As a matter of fact, the Sermon on the Mount has been called an ordination address to the twelve by one scholar. Another has called it the Magna Carta of the Kingdom another the manifesto of the king, but Jesus was teaching his students or his disciples or you and me how to overcome obstacles and how we're going to have to make sacrifices to follow him. 
and that we are able to shine the light and love of Christ in a dark and dying world. And as we look at these eight Beatitudes, and when Jesus gave these, he was not in a gymnasium, he was not on a football field, and he was not in a horse arena. He gave these messages on a sloping hill on the side of the Sea of Galilee. And he gave eight quotes or eight characteristics or eight beatitudes. And today we come to the sixth. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. And really, this is one of my favorite beatitudes. Because in it, I think we will find success and joy and faithfulness when we are able to have our hearts where they need to be. If you want to graduate with the honor of seeing the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords one day, then we must first have a pure heart. We must have a pure heart. The word pure in Greek is katharos, and it means clean or unadulterated or unmixed. And when we think about the heart, it is the core, the center of our being. And when we think about having the right kind of heart, that means that we're going to have our heart clean before God, unmixed, that we're going to have a single-minded devotion to doing the will of God with unmixed motives. And I hope and pray today that each of us would have a pure heart and that our motives would be pure and that our motives would be right. I think about what author, preacher, uh, oh, Henry Blackaby, I had a brain cloud for a minute. Henry Blackaby wrote that having a heart set on God is, should be the number one priority for everyone. It said, in anything we do, we should make following God our greatest priority. And I want to ask you today, is your heart set on God? Have you been following after God? I believe the heart is the key to living a successful Christian life. Our hearts have to be right with God. That's why in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, we read, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. And what did Jesus say when a teacher of the law came up to him in Mark chapter 12 and said, teacher, out of all the commandments, what is the most important one? Do you remember what Jesus said was the most important out of Mark 12, 30 and 31? He said, the most important commandment is this, to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, with all of your strength. And the second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. So we understand that we are to love God with everything we have, graduates, Christians, people longing to have a relationship with God. Do you love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, with all of your strength. That is the greatest thing that any of us could ever do. That would be our greatest accomplishment if we could live our lives sold out to Jesus Christ, loving him. But I know some of you are here, and 
Maybe like me, we've all made some mistakes. And you're wondering what happens after I make a mistake. Well, think about what David, who was a man after God's own heart, had done. David committed adultery. He committed murder. And yet he said in Psalm 51.10, Create in me a pure heart, a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. So we know that even when we've made mistakes and we've messed up in a royal way, God can still forgive us and cleanse our hearts and purify our hearts. And then Solomon in all of his wisdom said in Proverbs 4.23, Above all else, guard your heart because it is the wellspring of life. To guard your heart. Guard your heart from what? Guard your heart from the things that would diminish your devotion to God by following him each and every day. And you know better than anyone if there's some things that aren't right in your heart. And I pray that through the help of God and the power of the Holy Spirit that he would help you to get your heart right. I've shared with you that each day I have a time of prayer throughout the day. Start out by doing a couple of devotions and prayer time pray throughout the day, whether I'm driving my car or, or maybe I'm uh, running or exercising. Again, if you're driving or exercising, it's better to do it with your eyes open. But one of the things that I pray about every day is that God would protect the hearts of my children. Every day I pray, God, protect my children's hearts because there's so much junk and dirt out in the world, and I pray that God would protect their hearts. Now, I have prayed, but may they have a contrite and broken heart for you, but I've asked that God would protect their hearts. And I pray that for the graduates. I pray that for you, Christian, and for anyone that's here, that God would protect your heart. But not only are we to have a pure heart, I think to go along with this beatitude, we've got to have a pure mind. We have to have a pure mind. You've heard that old saying, get your mind out of the gutter. What does that mean, get your mind out of the gutter? That means get your mind off of dirty, impure, inappropriate things. As a matter of fact, when we think about purity, we have to think about holiness. Do you remember what Peter said in 1 Peter chapter 1, 15 and 16, for just as he who is holy, so you should be holy in all you do. As it is written, be holy because I am holy. To be holy means to be set apart, to be different than the rest of the world. We're to think holy thoughts and, and pure thoughts. But there's so many people that have allowed their minds to be taken into the worldly things. That's why Jesus, when he was asked, you know, about what defiles the body or what makes the body unclean, and Jesus said in Mark 7, 21, for out of the heart, evil thoughts come. And then he began to list some things, sexual immorality, and then he said theft and murder and adultery and greed and, and lewdness and and 
arrogance and folly. And he listed all these things that can pollute our minds. Do y'all remember that years ago when Kentucky was on a uh, losing streak in basketball, John Calipari was interviewed uh, by a, a sports commentator, and, and he said, we've got to stop our stinking thinking. Do y'all remember that? He said, we've got to stop our stinking thinking. Well, stinking thinking is when we allow the ways of the world and the filth of the world to occupy our minds, and yet we are to have the right kind of mind and spirit. We think about what uh, Joyce Meyer, who is a Bible teacher and also a, a conference speaker, she wrote a book years ago called Battlefield of the Minds and Winning the Battle in Your Mind. And she said, worry, doubt, confusion, depression, anger, and feelings of condemnation are all attacks on the mind. But then she went on to say, if we change our thinking and begin to think like God thinks, our lives will be changed. And so today we have to have a change of heart and a change of mind. You say, well, how does, how does God think? Well, a passage that I love out of Philippians chapter 4, 6, and 7 is when Paul wrote, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. You're like, well, what kind of thinking is that? Well, verse 8, and finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. I'd like to challenge you all to memorize verse 8. And finally, brothers, is that whatever is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. That's having our thoughts with pure thoughts and motives are pure, unmixed, unadulterated. And I pray today that we would all have a pure mind as well as a pure heart. But then we also, also should be uh, pure in our actions, pure in our actions. My parents taught me a song when I was little. I'm not going to sing it for you, but be careful, little eyes, what you see. Be careful, little eyes, what you see, because the Father up above is looking down in love, so be careful, little eyes, what you see. So be careful, little ears, what you hear. Y'all know it, don't you? So be careful, little ears, what you hear, because the Father up above is looking down in love, so be careful, little ears, what you hear. Oh, be careful, little tongue, what you say. Oh, be careful, little tongue, what you say, for the Father up above is looking down love. Oh, be careful, little tongue. Oh, be careful, little hands, what you do. Oh, be careful, little hands, what you do. For the Father up above is looking down in love. Oh, be careful, little hands, what you do. Oh, be careful, little feet, where you go. Oh, be careful, little feet, where you go. For the Father up above is looking down love. Oh, be careful, little feet, where you go. 
You know, I told my son, who's getting ready to go off to college, I said, Isaiah, when you go to college, you are going to see and hear things that you've probably never seen and heard before. I'm sorry to say. I'm not trying to scare anybody, but you probably will. You'll see and hear some things that you've never heard before, but if your focus is on Christ, then you're going to be okay. If you continue to keep your eyes fixed upon Jesus, you're going to be fine. But when you allow your mind to be polluted with what everybody else is doing. And I love what Paul said in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 6, 19 and 20. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit which lives in you that you receive from God? You are not your own. You are bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. I want to tell you, graduates, honor God with your body. You're going to have temptations when you're at school or temptations, even adults out in the world, that you're going to be tempted to give your body away to people. Not only do I pray for my children's hearts to be protected, I pray for their bodies to be protected. Because God has created a beautiful man for you girls and a beautiful girl for you guys that one day when God's timing is there, he'll bring you all together as husband and wives. So don't be ready to give your body away to people because one day that would be a beautiful gift to give your spouse on your wedding night. And, and I think about years ago, I did a program called True Love Waits with uh, our students. And that program was that you would make a commitment to save yourself for your marriage partner one day. But I know some kids who made some mistakes, and I said, you can become spiritually pure once again by rededicating, recommitting your life to Christ. But that's not just for students. If you're a single adult, that goes the same for you. We are to honor God with our bodies. But not only are we to have a pure body, but I think we are to honor him with, with pure words. Paul wrote in Ephesians 4.29, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but for only what is helpful in building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. So I ask that you would not only allow your body to be pure, allow your words to be pure when you speak to people. But I think when we have a pure action and pure conduct, then we're going to be people of honesty and integrity. I believe we need more honesty and integrity in our world today. And I believe we as Christians should be setting the tone and setting the example that we would show what it means to have honesty and integrity. Remember Jesus said in John 8, 32, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. We just sang John 14, 6, when Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. But then what is integrity? I've said it before. Integrity is how you live your life when no one else is around. When you're alone behind closed doors, when you're out of sight from everyone else, 
how you're living your life, what you're saying, will let you know pretty quickly if you are a person of integrity. And I pray that all of us would be people, Christians of integrity, that we would not be ashamed of what's going on behind closed doors, that we would have a purity in our conduct and a purity in our lives. But I know, again, that, that Satan will use any means he can. It says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. You know what I think that means? When we're living the right kind of life, we're going to see God working and moving now. If you're wondering, why haven't I seen God's blessings? Why hasn't God answered any of my prayers? Well, you can't live like the devil seven days a week and then expect God just like that to answer every prayer. Our hearts have to be right with God. David said, if I had cherished sin in my heart, you would not have listened to my prayer. Our hearts have to be right with God. We have to come before him humbly, honestly, openly, and say, Lord, I've messed up. And I need your forgiveness, God. And he will forgive you, and he will love you. And all you have to do is confess your sins, and he is faithful and just, and will forgive your sins and cleanse you, purify you from all unrighteousness. But also, blessed are the pure in heart. Not only do we see God move now, but I believe we see God move in eternity. That's why Paul wrote in Galatians chapter 6, verse 9, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. So I challenge you, graduate, Christian, someone longing to know Christ, keep doing good even when everyone else is doing bad. You keep on doing good, and you don't give up. Because God will bless your life, if not on this side, ultimately on the other side of eternity. I want to close by a quote that has been attributed to St. Francis of Assisi. It says, preach the gospel at all times, and when necessary, use words. Preach the gospel at all times, and when necessary, use words. You know what that means? The way we live our lives is our message. That's how people really know if we're the real deal is how we're living our lives. Our motives are pure, our hearts are pure, our minds are pure. We're not perfect. We're never gonna be on this side, but we're trying to be more like Christ and to walk in his image and in his footsteps. So my challenge, graduates, parents, grandparents, church member, Christian, non-Christian, my, my prayer is today that we would all get our hearts right with God so that we can see him. Don't you want to see him one day? I do. What a day that will be and we can see Jesus face to face. May we pray. Father, I pray right now in the stillness of this moment that if there's a, a graduate, 
a parent, a grandparent, a, a Christian, a non-Christian. Father, maybe we've allowed our hearts to get dirty, filled with resentment or anger or unforgiveness. Or maybe, God, our minds have become negative and critical and cynical because of how the world is and how displeased maybe we've become with this person or that. But, God, you are greater. And we know Jesus was teaching his disciples and that great crowd and us on what it meant to really be a follower of Christ. So, Lord, today I pray that if we've never accepted you into our hearts, one might confess their sin right now, ask for forgiveness, invite you to come in to be Lord and Savior. Father, maybe there's a Christian that's gotten off track and, and they, during this season, have developed a COVID fog and they've just been numb or insensitive to anything or anyone else. Lord, I pray that you would lift the fog and they might come back to you so they can see you clearly. Or Lord, maybe there are folks during this season that have been visiting this church family, and, or maybe they were visiting um, before this past season, and, and they want to unite with the church family. I pray, God, that however the Holy Spirit moves, that, that all of us would allow you to examine our hearts right now and, and know that we all need your grace, your marvelous grace, your amazing grace, and that we would surrender it completely to you. In the name of Jesus, I pray, amen. I'm going to invite you at this time, if you're in this place, to stand, and we're going to sing a hymn of invitation, a hymn of commitment. If you would like to come make a decision, it would be my privilege pray with you about your commitment, about your decision. Won't you come as the Holy Spirit leads?
today. Could you all hear me? I'm going to have to repeat. I'm going to have to have you all come back up. I'm kidding you. For everybody at home that didn't hear your name, but we welcome you. If there are others of you that would like to speak with one of our staff members about a decision, it would be our privilege to see you, pray with you, talk with you about your commitment. And I'm going to invite you all in a moment. Would you just join me out by the door so people can just come and fist bump or elbow or whatever, you, whatever people feel comfortable doing. But don't forget that you will be receiving questions, uh, discussion questions about the message right after the service if you're on our email list. Uh, we're having a meeting this week to uh, discuss about school uh, resetting, even though some of y'all have been meeting. We're hoping to do that here in the near future. As well as our staff, we've talked about a kind of a reset or coming out of the wilderness plan that I'm going to be sharing with you in the next few weeks. And so thank you for your patience. Just continue to pray and be patient as uh, we're hoping and praying to get things rolling, hopefully in a new and improved way. And we want you to be a part of it, but we want you to be in prayer as we do that. Thank you so much for worshiping with us. Remember how much God loves you and we love you too. I'm going to invite you to stand and we're going to sing a closing song. Praise God from Thank you, and God bless you.